It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. It's Thursday afternoon. Phone number is 547-1610. We also uh, available through email. 610K1A.com, the bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And we're on Twitter as well. At bottom line 610, Rob Francis, Ed Dawson here. Uh, Going to jump right into things. And joining us on the program right now is the president and CEO of the Tri-Cities Regional Chamber of Commerce, Lori Madsen. Good afternoon, Lori. How are you? Hi, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. How are you? Well, we are we're busy. That's, yes, that, that's for sure. Yes. And, of course, being the president and CEO of the Regional Chamber, I imagine you're pretty busy as well addressing concerns uh, from those members and also other businesses around the community that I'm sure have come to you over the course of the last few weeks with a lot of concerns. What are some of the ones that you're, you're really hearing loudly, Lori? Yeah, so we have um, uh, about two weeks ago when when this uh, you know became very very apparent that th- that we we're going to have a really big issue here. We uh, we put up a site on our on our website at tricityregionalchamber.com called uh, TC Open for Business, and we 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 have a, a a member survey or just a business survey. You don't have to be a member, but uh, we'd love to hear responses from from businesses. Right, uh, our first question, for instance, was uh, Is your company being impacted? And about 95% of the respondents are saying that they're that, that they are being impacted. Um, and then we're asking people to identify how so. And we're just we're getting a lot of uh, response. Uh, you know, certainly uh, just the uncertainty. I think is is probably the the one the one uh, major concern. People just don't know how long this is going to last. Um, of course, with the um, with the with the shutdown effective yesterday as well, even. And since the time we put the survey out, even more businesses were impacted. Um, you know, they're concerned about making payroll, sending people home to work, how to do that when you're not used to doing that, um, decreased sales, um, and, um, and uh, you know, just trying also to navigate their way through all of the information coming at them from, uh, you know, any financial information to how to adhere to the, to, to the, to the governor's order. Uh, just, you know, really a lot of things coming at, at, at business right now. You know, Lori, the chamber uh, not too long ago also decided to start its own program to try and help those in the community. Talk to us a little bit about the steps that the regional chamber has taken to try and help those impacted by this very uncertain time. Yeah, so um, you know, we we have a program called Ask the Experts that that is a um, typically it's run in our boardroom and it's in person. We bring an expert in to talk about some type of a of a of a business um, need. Uh, we've pivoted that. Our staff is working really hard to uh, identify programs and speakers. We're getting this information from the from the survey. So the more people that respond to the survey, we can put the programming in place to meet their needs. But uh, Starting Monday, we are starting our first program um, uh, online, so they can go to our website and click on the link for our COVID response 
uh, uh, webinars. Our first one is Monday at 11. Uh, we're hoping to schedule those one or two per week as, as needed. And again, we're looking for um, we're looking for topics and, of course, experts that that, uh, that that people can log on. These are free. These are not just for chamber members, but these are available to any business. Um, and so, you know, this is just, again, just kind of one of the ways that we're trying to pivot. So much of what we do is gather, you know, so we are, we're, you know, we get people together. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're also changing the way we work. And, um, and so we're using um, our online tools like Zoom so that we can still provide these resources. We're talking with Lori Madsen, the president and CEO of the Tri-Cities Regional Chamber of Commerce here on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Lori, of course, being tied into the business community as the regional chamber is. Uh, I'm sure you've been in in contact and in discussions um, with state officials, even to a degree, I'm sure, federal officials regarding uh, types of aid that may be available for small businesses um, and others that have been impacted by these orders that have come down over the last couple of weeks. What are some of the positive things that have come out of the conversations for small business owners and potential resources available to them? Sure. So there, you know, there, all of this is happening in real time. Uh, yesterday, there uh, was a stimulus package, um, and there's a, there's a, a great amount of detail in that. Um, so I would recommend that um, that you know that that businesses look look at that to find uh, opportunities for and, and all of the details that are involved in that. Uh, we are we are trying to keep as well as um, many organizations just trying to keep this information updated so that uh, businesses can go to our website again if they if they go to the regionalchamber uh, com or they just go to TC Open for Business they can go to uh, a a landing page called Small Business Resource. And we've got information from the SBA, from the Washington State Employment Security Department, Department of Labor, IRS. Uh, you know, we're just, um, you know, I, I, every time we see uh, something come out, we send this off to our communications person, and he does his best to get this stuff up, you know, just so that these resources are available in, in you know, real time so, so that our, our members can, you know, access this information just as, as soon as possible. Lori Batson, the president and CEO of the Tri-City Regional Chamber of Commerce, joining us this afternoon. Uh, Ms. Matson, uh, one of the things that you, you addressed earlier, uh, a resource for businesses uh, through your website, but also uh, I found it interesting that you also have a group together. Now, these are just the, the member businesses, not necessarily everyone, but uh, the member businesses where people can go and find uh restaurant pickup options and takeout options so the general public can go to your website too and you know help a local business and uh you know stay afloat and 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 find that resource as well Yes, absolutely. Again, at the at the TC Open for Business, uh, we we're reaching out to our members and we're asking them to let us know if they have special offers that that, that they have available, so we can post those for them. Uh, we've asked our restaurants again to um, to share any you know if they're if they're open and if they have um, food and, and drink pickup available. Um, I mentioned the small business resources. We also have health and safety information for the general public and businesses as well. And then we added another. Another section called remote working tools. Again, I, I mentioned that so many businesses 
hours included, you know, as of yesterday at five, you know, our, our office is closed as, as well. So our staff is all working, you know, from, from home, which is something that we're not used to doing. So, you know, we as a small business as well, we're, you know, trying to figure out how to make that happen. And so, um, you know, I think that that's a really big challenge for businesses. So we've got some information there uh, for uh, for businesses to, to access as well. But, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to, um, you know, help uh, our members or, you know, any business, every business in the Tri-Cities. So, um, you know, we ask that people just um, share this site, the Tri-Cities uh, or TC Open for, for Business. And um, we've got a good uh, uh, social media following right now. And, again, right now we've got um, – seven areas open and as information and need come we'll we'll you know continue to add and update that site this is obviously a a challenging time for everyone at some point uh, it will come to an end and and things will get back to at least some form of normalcy what is your message to not only the businesses out there uh, chamber members and all businesses as well as the public as we move forward and and at some point we'll transition back into normalcy what's a, what's a key thing that you would like people out there to know well i think you know we just uh we we, we just had a uh, press conference from the city managers and the, uh, the the local health department, and I think right now the main message is that everybody just stay safe. Um, you know, this 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 recovery can't happen if uh, you know if we don't uh, you know uh, practice our, our our distance and you know stay stay home and um, you know just think uh, you know try to be calm about all of this. Don't don't over don't over buy things. You know, just all of the kind of the panic things that 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 we've seen hit, but. Um, um, you know, certainly, you know, you, you're right. We're, we're absolutely going to come back. I think that, um, you know, people will be, um, you know, we're, we're all going to have learned to be a little more innovative, a little more creative. Uh, and, um, you know, it's really great to see all the things that the, that the community is doing to, um, you know, to really ban, you know, uh, you know, get our whole community, um, you know, on, on the same page and everybody's helping out. And it's, it's, it's really, really great to see. You can check out the website for more information, tricityregionalchamber.com. There you can go to Tri-Cities Open for Business uh, for more information on the topics that we discussed today with the president and CEO of the Tri-Cities Regional Chamber of Commerce, Lori Madsen. Thank you for your time this afternoon, Lori. We appreciate it very much, and uh, be safe and stay healthy. Thank you. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you, Lori. Lori Madsen, the ch- president and CEO of Tri-Cities Regional Chamber of Commerce. Take a quick time out. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about how this has impacted the home buying market and those that you deal with when it comes to making that significant purchase. The bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610 is the number if you want to get involved. You know, we mentioned um, when we were talking with Lori Madsen with the Tri-City Regional Chamber that there's a lot of businesses that are out there that are trying to do a little bit uh, to help the community in certain ways. And when we find out about those things, we've said before, we'll say it again, we will pass them on to you. So a couple that we can let you know about. Uh, that are doing some things to help the community right now. Um, tomorrow morning until 8 o'clock, or excuse me, starting at 8, 
starting at 8. Uh, Fresh Picks, which is behind Costco uh, on West Grand Ridge, they're giving away a free 20-pound box of apples per car until their supply runs out. Wow. Fresh apples from Fresh Picks, free 20-pound box of apples per car until the supply runs out. Now, if I may make a, a slight suggestion, if you're a household of two and you don't eat a whole lot of apples, there's a possibility they could go to waste. 20 yeah. pounds is a lot of apple. Yeah, if you're a single person, even a, you know, yeah. if you're if you're a family, you know, uh, you're a family of four, kids, family of five, right. family of yeah, you're going to go through some apples. So yeah. so as as we heard the mayor's talk about a little bit earlier when it came to, you know, supply and everything else, just because somebody's giving away something for free, if it's not something that's going to meet your need, let it go to somebody who can, whose need it can meet. You know, that family of five with, with three young kids might need those apples more than two young, you know, a, a young couple that doesn't have any kids and isn't going to go through 20 pounds of apples. Most of them are going to go. So, again, let's be, let's kind of keep that consideration thing in mind. But starting Sim- at 8 o'clock, yeah, starting at 8 o'clock tomorrow at Fresh Picks behind Costco on West Grandridge, they're going to give away free 20-pound box of apples, one per car, until the supply runs out. Simply put, don't be a hoarder. Yeah, don't be a hoarder. Another company that's doing some stuff around here to help people, CBD American Shaman, they've used their turned their factory in Kansas City, and they've turned production to make a cleansing wash. It's a little bit different than a hand sanitizer. This is something that does sanitize. It sanitizes surfaces. You can use it on your... On your skin as well. It's similar to what's actually used uh, to sanitize in hospitals and things like that. It's it comes from and uh, basically it's organic, and it's similar to what you run into in a lot of different avenues. Um, it's good on wounds. It's good on a lot. It's got a lot of uses. Uh, the active ingredients, which is hypochlorous acid, and it's mixed with water. It's a weak acid that kills viruses and bacteria, as well as fungi, mold, things like that. But it doesn't have a harmful impact on your skin. In fact, it's used by optometrists to do some procedures. Well, they've made a ton of this stuff. They made a huge donation in Kansas City to public public safety workers, uh, first responders, hospitals, and stuff like that. And the local... American Shaman Store that's on Clearwater in Kennewick next to Travel Leaders is giving it away free. All you have to do is walk in the door. They're giving away this sanitizing wash for free. So if you're having a hard time finding hand sanitizer or you're having a hard time finding anything else like that, they're giving away bottles of the cleansing wash at their store on Clearwater in Kennewick next to Travel Leaders. Um, CBD American Shaman doesn't contain any CBD at all. Doesn't contain any CBD. It's not to ingest, you don't drink it. It is it is it is for surfaces and for skin, but it is not to drink. Okay, so let's not confuse this with fish tank cleaner, and and and, and go down that road. It yes, is not. Please. Yes, it's not for ingestion. Don't drink it. It will be a bad thing. But you can use it as a sanitizer on your skin. You can use it as a sanitizer on your surfaces. So a couple of businesses out there trying to do some things to help the community at 
little to zero cost. Both of those that we mentioned, the apples from Fresh Picks and the uh, cleansing wash from American Shaman, free to the public. All you have to do is get there, free to the public. Now, that also means, you know, keep a safe distance. You know, practice your social distancing uh, while you're doing that. So no mad rushes to get all the free bottles and free apples that you can. Just keep in mind. I'm sorry. I just it, it's a sad state of affairs that we have to actually tell people not to drink this. But <laughs> well, you know, I, we, but no, I it, it's yeah. I mean, it, it you know, you know, when these when are so, strange times we're living in. Look, when you have some people that look at the wrong thing and think it's the same thing, and then they ingest it and then they blame other people for it. You might want to just turn around and let people know. You don't drink it. No, I'm with it's, you. I, yeah, I, I'm just, just, I'm just, you know, just a little social comment. That 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 just whole thing was absolutely despicable. By the way, yeah, it, it, it's not this, not even close to the same thing. Not even close to the same thing. Unbelievable. But coming up, well, we're going to go to the phones. Five four seven one six ten is the number. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi guys, it's Sarah from Kennewick. Hey Sarah, what's up? Two two funnies or two two little uh, pieces of information might in, in, in inspire everybody. Uh, I heard Lori. I was coming in the room. I didn't know who it was. Lori talking about uh, 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 what improvise or something about improvising. And I thought improvising. If you had parents that went through the depression, you grew up with improvising. And my and I'm in the high risk group. But my dad made it to 106 months 10 years ago. So i got two little little ed- pieces of interest for you. Well, thanks for that, Sarah. Appreciate it. 547 you want to get involved? And, yes, improvising. I lived through the Carter administration. We improvised there, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we improvised in the Carter administration a lot. <laughs> Coming up. Uh, in just a few minutes, a few minutes, we're going to another special guest joining us. Absolutely. We're going to talk with Dave Redder from Sotheby's Redder and company. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, housing industry right now. Not so much about the health of it because we know it's still doing fine, but what the impact of COVID-19 has been on dealing with the normal processes that go in Buying homes, seeing homes, do all the process mm-hmm. that goes with it because it is a very personal thing to buy a home. It is a lot of conversations with you and a realtor, a lot of sit downs, a lot of personal contact. Well, that's in, in, out of the equation. I mean, you might you might have a small you know megaphone you bring with you in order to talk to your realtor now because you got to keep so much distance. And uh, we're going to talk with Dave a little bit about the things that have impacted that industry. And how they've adapted to still be able to provide service to those people in what is still a heavy housing market here in the Tri-Cities. And able to meet those needs and still be able to keep some aspect of normalcy. The, the housing market has been awesome around here for a long time. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, Dave Ritter has to say uh, joining us here in just a few minutes. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Certainly, uh, you can also connect with us by sending us an email. You do that by going to our website six ten kona dot com. Go to the bottom line page and send us our 
to send us uh, your question or your comment. Back with more of The Bottom Line after this. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610KONA. Welcome back to the bottom line, News Radio 610KONA. The phone number is 547-1610. We're available via email at 610kona.com. The bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. And on Twitter, Bottom Line 610, joining us on the program right now from Redder and Company, uh, Sotheby's International Realty, Dave Redder. Good afternoon to you, Dave. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, gentlemen. It's good to be with you. Well, so first question is obviously, last couple of weeks have been awfully interesting. What are some of the things that you have seen um, as far as impact on the housing market, market buying and selling? Uh, have we seen any kind of a dip? Have we seen an increase? Have things kind of stayed the same? You know, we've seen uh, from uh, last year, the same couple of weeks, we've seen a, probably about a 15% dip in under contracts, uh, homes that are active listings that, that, that offers get presented on them. We've had some, some sales fall apart due to the coronavirus. We've also um, have seen, uh, we in our office alone, have seen sales that, that fell apart, say, a week ago. Uh, they, both of these were $325,000 uh, homes. Um, and both of them uh, ended up within the next day having multiple offers and actually uh, netted the seller a little bit more money than what they had them placed under contract for in January. So uh, we're still very busy. Uh, one of our agents, uh, a new listing came on the market in Richland uh, uh, for over 500000 yesterday, and there's three offers today, and they're waiting to hear uh, on, on that as well. They were able to show the homes yesterday before the, the, the government's, uh, before the governor's stay uh, you know, got in place. So there, there's activity taking place. Uh, real estate's a supply and demand business, you guys, and and uh, listing count is down. It's been way down, and so uh, it's it's going to be very act. It's still very active, but there's going to be some um, restrictions, I guess, that have been put in place. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult the next couple of weeks till we see where this goes. Well, and as you mentioned, it's a supply and demand business. So if the demand is there. The supply, we know we've got homes that are moving. There needs to be some kind of adaptation to be able to meet the the demand of the community. So what are some of the things that Redder and Company uh, are looking at to try and still stay active during this point in time? Well, one of the things we, we do is uh, for those that, that do still want to sell, need to or have to sell, um, they're having to take photos of their home themselves as opposed to our in-house professional photographer, uh, send them to us. Uh, our photographer then uh, tries to tweak them a little bit and, and uh, you know, clean, uh, uh, you know may enhance them so that they, they, they look the best they can. Uh, obviously, we're not going to be able to show homes for at least the next couple of weeks. Um, so everything's going to be online, uh, and you're, you're still not going to get a full set of photos as well. Um, so people are going to be able to, you know, well, they're not even supposed to drive out and take a look at, at the neighborhoods, et cetera. So it's going to kind of be an online process. Um, so it definitely is going to be very interesting over the next couple of weeks. But 
Uh, we're enhancing that with uh, everything we can do on the photos. Uh, we still have a lot of work to do with a lot of pendings. You know, so far this year there's been more pendings than, than any years. This has been a record year for contracts being written from January until just recently. So there's an awful lot of work to do, to do on, on to close those transactions. And, of course, we're waiting to hear on the governor's office exactly what we can do with that. Uh, as you guys know, new construction was shut down last night as well. Um, so it, it's a very interesting time, and uh, we just have to adapt and, and keep everybody calm. We need the leadership is so important right now, and uh, we're going to get through this. It's just a matter of, um, you know, we we got to keep our heads level and understand that uh, uh, hopefully this is not going to last forever because housing is very important, and it's I, I can't think of a better place to be than in Tri Cities. Though you know, we've seen we've been through diversity before. Uh, adversity before uh, in Tri-Cities, a lot of it. If you've been around, you know, since the, the late 70s, we've seen a lot of, not quite like this, but we've had some, some issues. And uh, everyone just needs to stick together, work together, stay calm, and, and we'll get through it. We're talking with Dave Redder from Redder & Company, Sotheby's International Realty. Um, one quick question for you, Dave. We know that over the last few years there's been an innovation called virtual home tours or, or virtual showings uh, that people can kind of go and watch a, watch a thing online. Knowing that we're in the midst of this uncertain time, is this something that you see being used more, and could it be a tool that will grow in the future? Well, we've been using that for quite a while. We also, um, we've been, um, several years ago, we bought a thing called Matterport, uh, which is a camera that goes in. You can virtually walk through the whole house uh, room by room and, and move it to wherever you want to go. So we're, we're going to see a lot a lot more of this. Uh, it probably brings it to light for those uh, agents that have been using it because their listings are still going to get shown a lot more than if somebody doesn't have that you know, online at this point in time. And there's no way we can go out and all of a sudden go, well, I need to put that on a listing, but we can't do that. So um, we'll see. It's always been a good tool. Pictures in the Internet are awesome. Uh, virtual tours are awesome. Uh, people like to start there. Um, they're still, you know, and, and that's why we're going to see just a little bit of a slowdown, obviously, in our sales because um, a home is a home. I mean, that's where you go to get rested from the day. You come home. It's a safe place uh, where, you know, you, you get beat up at work and you go home and your family's there. It's where your loved ones are. Um, and so there's nothing still going to replace, uh, you know, walking in the home and seeing how it feels. Uh, that, that's very important. But this, this definitely the virtual tour is a great way to get started. So you can kind of go through some homes. If there's 10 homes you're looking at, you might be able to virtually uh, on tour see that, well, you might be able to eliminate five of them because you, you just know those aren't going to fit. We're talking with Dave Redder with Redder & Company, Sotheby's International Realty here on the bottom line. Uh, Mr. Redder, uh, you mentioned that this market has seen a lot. You've seen a lot. A lot of your agents have seen a lot in this housing market over time. This is uncharted territory. At what point uh, do you think that uh, people are going to uh, have to start selling their home? I mean, we're very far from it. Uh, the economy is very strong. But do you anticipate or or, or is there a plan in place uh, that you see uh, people may need to, to get out of home ownership because of uh, these uncertain times? That's an interesting question. Um, at the end of the day... Um, you know, we've got almost 300,000 people living in Tri-Cities. Um, we've been, uh, our active listing count has been anywhere from 450 up to about 600 for the past three years, very consistently. Um, back 
in the uh, late 80s, when we had 90,000 people living in the entire Tri-Cities, we would have uh, 900 to 1,100 homes for sale and would have a consistent 3 to 4% appreciation rate uh, in houses. And so my point to that is we got a long ways to go to be over-inventoried, to have too many homes where the market's going to change. Um, if we were to have 1,400 homes today, we would not have too many homes for sale. Uh, and, you know, we all remember 06, 07, 08, uh, not so much here, you guys, but in, in uh, Seattle, Portland, the big metropolitan areas, Vegas, Arizona, you know, homes were appreciating at 20% appreciation a year. And we all know that that's not, that's not stable. It's not good for the long run. And the uh, housing market was never intended to be a stock market purchase. Uh, housing is a good hedge against inflation where you get to own your own home. You don't want to rent. Um, and, we, you know, we want to see somewhere between 3 to 5% appreciation. That is a normal amount. And so we've got a long ways to go. Uh, even if some people do um, uh, say employment ends and for some folks and they have to put their home on the market, they're still going to be able to sell their home. We'd have to have 1,000 more homes today put on the market to, to cause an adverse adversity for those that want to sell. But you take a look at our economic drivers that we have here in Tri-Cities, and we should all feel very fortunate that um, we have the type of employment that we have here. And, you know, the other thing you got to remember, um, 17, 2017 and 2019, those were times we went through 30 to 45 days of snow on the ground, remember? Oh, yeah. And restaurants were, were I mean, nobody went to the restaurants during that time. We were completely shut down. Um, and so um, those restaurants, the the, the those owners of those restaurants, they they'd weathered through, they weathered through that, um, and they came out just fine. And so we have some time is on our hands, you know. Um, if if we're talking 30 to 60 days, and then we get through this, we're gonna we'll rebound from that with good leadership from the from uh, the Tri Cities. Uh, if this thing goes six to nine months, obviously that's a different story. But I don't think we all should be panicking, ex- expecting that to happen. Um, but if we do lose some and we have some um, unemployment that doesn't come back, and we end up with some folks having to sell, uh, our housing market has a long ways to go before it becomes damaged. We're talking with Dave Redder with Redder & Company, Sotheby's International Realty. Anything else you'd like to uh, mention to our audience that maybe we didn't touch on, Dave? You know, I think the biggest thing is just leadership from all of our um, all of our leaders in every sector, even the restaurants, you name them. We've got to keep our head high and keep stay positive. Um, the Tri-Cities is a caring place to live. Everybody looks after everybody. Everybody helps when someone's down. There's always someone to pick us up. And so let's just stay positive, and we're going to get through this. Um, and it, it will happen. It's happened before. We've been through some tough times before. This one is an unusual one because uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but, um, again, from an economic standpoint on the housing, we have a long ways to go, guys, before we, we need to be getting scared about anything happening in the Tri-Cities that's going to affect us negatively. And if you're interested in more information on any of the things that Dave touched on, you can visit their website, rcsotheby'srealty.com. Dave Redder with Redder & Company, Sotheby's International Realty. We appreciate your time this afternoon, sir. Thanks for the information. Uh, stay safe and stay healthy. You guys too, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave Redder. Redder and Company, Sotheby's International Realty. It's good to know the housing market is still doing well and that we're not not at a point uh, where we have to be concerned about that industry. Of course, others, though, uh, are feeling the impact of COVID-19. We come back. We're going to discuss something that the president's thinking about. 
That's our poll question for today. We'll put it out there to you. Get your thoughts on it as well. 547-1610 is the number. 547-1610 if you would like to get involved. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610. KONA. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline. 509-547-1610. Bottom line, News Radio 610. KONA 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. We've heard a lot about data. We've heard a lot of numbers thrown around. We see that there are certain things that are impacting some areas more than others. And a lot of that certainly has to do with denseness of population. One of the things that the president is working on are new coronavirus guidelines that could address potential changes to social distancing rules. We're seeing, in some states, taking a all-or-nothing approach. Um, the only one, I think, that we saw that took a partial approach was California, where we saw six counties. Oh, in the beginning. In yeah. the beginning, mm-hmm. before they went, went with the whole state. Mm-hmm. Well, the president is discussing new guidelines to advise governors across the nation on creating risk levels, hmm. high, medium, or low. So in Washington State, for example, if I'm hearing you correctly, King, Snohomish, Pierce County would probably be considered high risk. Yes. Um, some of the other areas, maybe like Yakima County, maybe even Benton and Franklin County, Spokane County might be medium risk. Maybe something like that. And some of the smaller counties, low risk. Yeah. Potentially. Maybe, you know, Adams County or Columbia County can be considered low risk. But sure. I, but there will be factors that would go into that. I mean, right. you know, it would depend on how many cases, population, you know, resources, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so our poll question for you today at Bottom Line 610 is... How many, or do you think that this would actually, actually have an impact? Discussing new approaches to the outbreak. Could this help the economy and help fight the virus? Yes, no, maybe. At bottom line 610, we invite you to answer the poll question for today. Uh, We've got a couple options out there for you to weigh in on. But I think it's an interesting discussion because that discussion has been had in the general public. There are areas that have been asked to be locked down, and there are other areas that are saying, we think we're doing okay. Yeah, we're going to have some cases. Yeah, people have been exposed. But, you know, Seattle could probably survive a shutdown more than Pasco Yeah, when it comes to the economic impact. And, and, and again, you know, here's – there's – you, you can't look at one and not look at the other. You can't look at people and not look at the economy because that would com- that's what comprises the economy, people. Okay, people comprise business. People comprise the economy. We are all of it. So when you, when you take all of the people away, the economy doesn't run itself. So in order to attempt to try and find some kind of a workable model, 
you have to have some element. Now, the governor has not really gone about, has not taken a great approach to that. Because, for example, one of the questions I got asked today, is construction still able to go? We've seen people doing construction here, but not seen people doing construction there. Well, it turns out it's part of the governor's order. Private construction has to stop. But but government construction doesn't. Publicly funded construction pu- pu- publicly, can keep going. Right, publicly funded construction can keep going. So so I put this out there. Publicly funded construction can keep going. So so the taxpayer dollar can still continue to get spent. But somebody's having a home built. They've got deadlines to reach. Their money doesn't matter. The relationship that they've got, the things that are tied to these with loans and everything else, with financial institutions, that doesn't matter. I mean, why, how, why is it that a public construction project, workers can find a way to stay six feet apart and, and, and follow the guidelines, but private construction can't? Is that an insinuation that they're too stupid? I mean, I don't see this is where this is where the confusion comes in, because the governor and and his his desire to continue to satisfy his base and those that contribute to his reelection campaigns makes these decisions that ignore the regular people and makes it look like he is putting other entities and other groups before and above others. And, well, that's what he does. That's what he does. He's made a career of that. So you have people that have things that are being built that can't have them built, but yet the public projects can continue because they satisfy the governor's base. Yeah, obviously that is, (laughs) at its very core, not fair. It's an absolute total unlevel playing field. Going back, however, I don't know if it's a fair correlation to talk about uh, the different counties and being, you know, because we had this discussion, um, you know, and like you said, Seattle surviving a lockdown or a, a shelter at home or whatever, um, they can absorb that a little bit better than we can out here, for example. The problem, though, and this is what we've talked about when when there was a lot of discussion surrounding the upcoming uh, shelter and uh, at home. What do you do? If you only have King, Pierce, and Snohomish County in that situation, you live in one county that you're okay in and you go to work or vice versa, you you live in a county that's being sheltered and you work in one that isn't, how do you handle that? So from that, from a logistics standpoint, it's much better to, it's much easier to just do it for the whole state. But then I go back to the construction thing. It would be much easier just to either allow all of it or shut it all down. And that's not what's happening with construction. No, not in any way, shape, or form. Then we're hearing stories that people who have been told if they were going to lose their job as a result of this were going to get unemployment benefits, now hearing that they're being denied? Yeah. I mean, what's up with that? You're told that if your business gets shut down as a result of this, or you get laid off as a result of this, you're going to get unemployment benefits. Your business gets shut down, you apply, you don't get, you, they deny you for benefits. Oh, well, you can go through the appeals process. Well, that's not what people were told. No. So once again, there's an irresponsibility here on the part of the state 
But he's too busy wagging fingers at the federal level instead of taking care of his own backyard, which has been his habit for the better part of the last eight years. More of the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, including your phone calls when we come back.